0: Many of the women who start my program can go on and on about what they're not good at and what they need to improve. The thing is, when I ask them what they're good at, sometimes they're at a complete loss because it's just not even on their radar to be thinking about their strengths. If you've been struggling to build your confidence, this might be the reason. As women in the workplace, we are used to hearing a lot of critical feedback And much of it comes from inside our own heads, right? We might be getting some of this critical feedback from others in our organization because as women leaders, we don't tend to fit the traditional leadership models often in different organizations. What I'm here to tell you is that you don't have to fix your weaknesses. There's nothing wrong with having weaknesses. In fact, I think that we ought to celebrate them instead, at least own your weaknesses because... Nobody can be good at everything and everybody has weaknesses. And so that just tells you where to put your focus. So it's important to focus on what you're good at because you're going to get so much further by operating what I call your zone of brilliance the stuff that you're really good at, where you shine. This is the best way to build your confidence. I'm Jill Avey, a career success coach, and this is Sister Smart Leadership, the show that explores how women can rise from director to vice president and beyond by fully leaning into their feminine energy as their biggest advantage. Let's get you one step closer to the recognition and promotion you deserve. So we're going to talk about strengths today, and I've got Sarah, our coach and sister smart with me, and we're going to talk a little bit about
1: strengths. Go ahead, Sarah. Yeah, thanks, Jill. I think this is such a great topic because you're right. As women, we're not taught to focus on our strengths because we don't want to come off as bragging, right? We need to focus on what do we need to improve because there's always going to be that, right? And you're right. We... All we're human. We're not going to be perfect in every single area. We've never really arrived, right? But to know what we are really great at is typically what we love to do. I like to use the Gallup strengths finder along with values. And in the sister smart program, we look at that. And then it's what are those things that that zone of brilliance, those things that you love to do? You know, you're really good at. And you've gotten some feedback on that. Those are some of your areas of strengths. I think that's really important to focus on those areas because when we do that, we can really show up and thrive. And when we're working from that space, I feel like we can have just so much more impact. People want to work with us and for us when we're in that zone of brilliance. I just want to share this one client story that took the Strengths Finder. Also worked on her values and then used that in an interview for a global leadership role. And so when she was able to communicate from that space, like this is who I am, this is the work I've done, and this is why I love doing it, because this is how I show up in in the world, that hiring team was just like blown away and they saw her as someone who is really in alignment with this position and a leader that is very self-aware and knows what her strengths are and is showing that like fortitude and strength that they were looking for in that role and a lot of times we'll focus on the red where are things breaking down instead of let's focus on the green so even if we take it to looking at our kpis in the organization we do focus on what's not working and so it is a shift in our mindset and I feel like the the program that we work in really focuses on that. Let's highlight our strengths, right? Because that's really fun and we're going to have much more impact. It's a really exactly. great topic. Exactly. And I love that
0: you're bringing up the Strengths Finder 2.0. We're recommending that because it's something that anybody can go buy. You just buy the book and it gives you a code and then you've got that book with you, or you can just do it on the Gallup website. And in the Sister Smart program, we use what's called the Strengths Profile. And I love that one even more because it breaks down your strengths into four categories. It looks at your realized strengths, your unrealized strengths, your learned behaviors, and your weaknesses. And this is kind of cool because those top realized strengths are the things that you're known for. Like when you walk into a room, everybody knows that about you, that you're good at those things. So you can just look at the top, maybe quarter of the strengths finder report and know that those are probably your, your realized strengths. And those ones are the ones that we just kind of want to rest in and, and have confidence in. And then the ones that are a little bit further down the list, those are the ones that where we probably have some more room to work and that we can focus on those. And so in Strengths Profile, they call those the unrealized strengths. And then you also have these learned behaviors that are sort of that middle ground of the things that you're good at. But you had to learn how to be good at these things. And we like to keep you away from those strengths because Those ones are usually taxing. They're tiring because you have to work at being good at those things. And then you've got your weaknesses at the bottom, which we're just trying to avoid. (laughs) What if you can't avoid your weaknesses is a question that comes up. I do a lot of ADHD coaching as well, and we can't avoid being neurodiverse. So what I talk about is we create scaffolding around that thing so it doesn't hold you back. We would really like to just not do the things that. Involve our weaknesses. But for example, I had one client who had some weaknesses that were really critical leadership skills. She had a weakness in self belief, feedback, and narrator. And those are all things that you really need as a leader. She couldn't avoid these things if she wanted to lead at the higher level. So what we did is we worked out some frameworks that she could use to keep her self belief high and give feedback that helped her relationships, not harmed her relationships. And then she worked on her storytelling skills. So that she could improve those as well. She wasn't trying to become a storyteller at the moth. You know, like she she knew the fundamentals of storytelling. And then she identified a partner in her company that was a great storyteller that she could run her stories by and get some tips so that she was knew she was at least doing kind of the minimum with her storytelling. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that she was heavily leaning on, but she knew that her stories were, you know, helping her. So and then. This worked so well. She also, she worked on giving feedback in a way that was really helpful for her team. And so she learned how to use appreciative feedback. And this worked really well on her team of salespeople because (laughs) some of them were 20 years or senior and they'd been in the territory for a long time and they'd had many managers and they were a little jaded. And, you know, these were industry veterans that she was that she was now leading and they made great gains in the, even the first nine months that she was in the job. And she was, she knew that they were set to be the best territory in, for the year. And so they were all really behind her and loved the feedback that she was giving them, even though they've been doing this for a long time, because she was able to use a really good framework for that. So while that might not have been something that she would have come up on her own, she could rely on that framework and really use that to turn the team into a really high-performing team.
1: One way I used the Strengths Finder. everyone got their individual feedback, but then we looked at how are these strengths showing up for you? It's very broad. And so she was looking at, how does this behavior show up in her day-to-day? And how can she highlight it even more? So how can she put more focus and energy in it? So this becomes part of her brand. So we talked about taking it from a strength to a talent, to part of her brand, to something that she's known for. In order to do that, we also went back to her values. So we did some values work and aligned like her strengths with her core values. And then we explored how, when we are in this space, that is that sweet spot, that is our zone of brilliance. When we can work in this space and feel our values being fulfilled in in the works that we do and so she added them to her resume and then she wrote out how they show up in her work and the projects that she worked on and the impact that she had and the more she found out about this position during the interview process both the the hiring team and herself were like wow this is really in alignment with with my strengths so it just Pushed her up for, I think, being the ideal candidate. So this is just a recent experience with this client, how she used this tool, because I think that's what she would focus in on more is like, where am I not? Where am I not performing? That was her initial tendency before partnering together. So it was a shift in her mindset even like, okay, so I'm going to focus in on my strengths versus what I what I need to work on. How Um, did that
0: change her job search?
1: When you're in a job
0: search, it can be easy to focus on what you're not good at and what you don't have enough of. And then it makes people want to go out and take a class.
1: (laughs) Right, right. And get a certification, another certification. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So she was able to see herself in the position. She was feeling very. Stuck, and this is what it is, and like making making the best of it. And then by doing this work, she was able to see I can do this. I actually can make this leap. I actually can be in this role. It helped with just her mindset shift that to see that zone of brilliance and and really align the work that she's doing with something that's one of her values, one of her strengths. So. I think it helped her to see the statement of work and the position in a different light. It took a little bit of time, but now she sees it as this is what i meant to do right now. Mm, yeah. And so to be able to <laughs> take really cool. that mindset into an interview, like just showed a lot of by focusing on her strengths, like how strong she is. And she does have the experience for this role. And think role. of how much
0: more strongly you're going to present yourself as a candidate when you're coming in, is here's my strengths versus do you like me and am I good enough? You know, which so so often we feel like we're auditioning for something, and right. versus hey, here's what I have. Is that you? You know what you need, and, and yeah, it's a different conversation. Yeah,
1: it kind of it creates a level more of a level playing field because then it's a dialogue of what do you need and this is who I am and is there
0: a fit? I always recommend when people do the strengths finder there's a less expensive 20 dollar version that's just your top 10 strengths but i always recommend that you go for the full 34 because that gives you the real big scope of what you're good at that top 10 but also these bottom ones and and i really like to to just encourage people to avoid the stuff that we're not good at like we're so often beating ourselves up, trying to be something that we're not, we're never going to be it. And, well, you know, let's just embrace that and say, hey, you know, I'm not a detailed person, so I'm not going to apply for, you know, a job that entails, you like in accounting, you know, <laughs> and that, that's going to be a lot of intricate numbers and checking data and things like that. I'm not going to perform well there. I'm not going to be happy there. And, you know, you talked about that earlier, Sarah, of like, when we're working in our strengths, that it feels good to us. And so I think that really helps
1: with burnout too. For sure. If we look at our energy, when we're able to work from that zone of brilliance, we are gonna feel more alive. And I like to think of it as thriving in that role. Like we get up in the morning and we actually want to go to work. We want to be with our team. So those are some indicators. If you're feeling like exhausted, you're feeling like you're on the edge of burnout, Then am I trying to develop myself in a space that isn't my strength? I'm not detailed, and I'm working in accounting. You may not be in a point in your career where you can make that shift, but are there other things that you can bring in to the role that are going to support you, which are strengths?
0: That's an important point that you're bringing up is job crafting. (laughs) You can take a look at your strengths and say, okay, in this role that I'm in, you know, the company needs me to do this role, and. So some of it I'm going to be great at and some of it is not so great at. Are there other people that I could delegate that to? And if not, how can I get this done otherwise? Or what I always love is to use accountability partners. So that might be a buddy that I do something with or sometimes even just saying, hey, you know, one of the things that like I struggle with in my own business is doing the bookkeeping because of this detail orientation problem. And so Every month, I have a buddy that I get together with for an hour and we do the books. And so it gets gets it done and it makes it fun. That's never going to be my role. And that's something that I could potentially delegate as well. But I've chosen to keep that because it's something that I want to stay in touch with. But yet, that's what I call the scaffolding is that partner that, that will help me with that. And so I think it's really great to be able to co-work with people when we need accountability. It's a tool that I use a lot
1: of. Yeah, that's a great practice. Yeah.
0: Are there any other ways that you recommend for people to be able to deal with their weaknesses without trying to change them? Especially
1: if it's something that you need to do in your role and you know it's a weakness. I always recommend looking at like, how could you invest in yourself? Typically, we have some types of budget right? So is there any type of development that would be fun for you to develop in that area? So to kind of shift it from being like a weakness, something like I don't really feel good about, but is there any type of training or coaching or mentorship so that that as you develop into that space, it could be a fun experience for you?
0: You know, that's a great way to look at that, Sarah, because just going back to my bookkeeping example, I found a method of bookkeeping that works really great for entrepreneurs that's not that detail oriented. And so that was something that I could go out and learn how to do that really made this not such a weakness for me. It's still my weakness,
1: like it's never going to be my strength, but. <laughs>
0: it helped the whole situation drastically, that's yeah. for
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like there is some kind of activity ritual, like if you value relationships, you're doing it with someone. So, right, thinking about your values and how can you bring that into maybe that activity. So it's a really creative solution to still stay close to that one activity that that's important to grow in your business.
0: And I think it's also important that we own our weaknesses to other people, we can say like, hey, that's not what I'm great at, but this is what I'm great at. And this is what I want to focus on. These can be in discussions with your manager when you want to change your job description a little bit. These are ways that you can make your case of really owning, owning the weakness, but in tandem with owning that strength, I think is a really important thing of making sure that we're communicating both of those things out together. I also have found some clients really hesitant to own their strengths maybe they're coming from a place where they're really not feeling confident and this is one of the first things we do in the program so a lot of people come in with very low confidence and we build a lot of confidence in our program and so i even have people make flashcards with their strengths and take a look at one strength every day and really sit with it for a minute and soak it in And own that baby and know that this is my brand. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm about. And so that can be a really helpful practice as well.
1: And I also love the practice of looking back over your work history and pulling out those successes and then Mm -hmm. digging in a little bit into those successes and go, okay, so what was the strength of mine that helped me make this large impact? And write it down, put it in your office somewhere so that when you're looking, you know, at the calendar or things, you can see that. And it's a really great reminder of who you are and what you bring to the world. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that one. <laughs>
0: Always good to do that reflection. Our three shifts for you that you can do right now are start focusing on your strengths today. Probably there's some time in a day or a week that you're trying to fix a weakness and try to catch that. That's the first step is to catch yourself doing that and shift it. Shift the whole conversation around that. Don't fix that weakness. Find some scaffolding for it. Maybe learn a little bit around that skill so that it's not holding you back. But just, you know, embrace that weakness and own that too and let it be yours. The second shift that we have for you is to get that finder book and take that assessment. So find out, you know, what your makeup looks like. It's super enlightening to be able to do that. And then three, as Sarah was talking about, start a daily wins journal. So write down three things every day that you did well. And this is a powerful thing. I love to have this being a separate journal so that you have just one book that's about all the stuff that you did well. That's really fun to have. What is one strength that you have? What do you know right now that's a strength that you have? We would love to know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. And we have the zone of brilliance exercise for you that's linked in the show notes. This exercise is going to support you in boiling down where your strengths lie and it's going to help you improve your confidence and be able to communicate your viewpoints more effectively. So if you're a female leader who has the ambition to rise up the ladder so that you can have a greater impact on your world, subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We'll cover topics that women need to succeed in today's workplace from executive presence to communication. And there's so much more to come if you come along with us. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you in the next episode. If you're ready to fully lean into your feminine leadership and get promoted from director to vice president and beyond, hit that subscribe button so you'll get all the episodes to come. And check out the recommended video here to see how women are rising up without playing by the old rules that built these male dominated industries and systems. If you're seeing just how differently women lead and how by doing so, women leaders can gain influence, restore balance, and earn the recognition and promotions they deserve, I would love it if you left a rating and review. I read each one and these reviews make it possible for me to reach more women leaders like you so they can rise up as far as they'd like without getting stuck.